0: So now we're going to talk more specifically about the rosary. And we're going to talk about the structure of the rosary. So I'll quickly kind of go through how the rosary is prayed. And then I want to break down each of the prayers of the rosary. So uh, just a little disclaimer to begin. If you're not Catholic and you're uncertain about the rosary or if you can pray the rosary, um, that's okay. The rosary is for anyone to pray. You don't have to be Catholic to pray it. And so I just would invite you to be open to understanding what the rosary is really about and understanding the gifts that Christ might have for you in this prayer. Let's just talk about the structure of the rosary. Most of you probably know that the rosary involves something physical. There is an actual rosary that you you use to pray. And it looks kind of like a necklace, and it's made up of a crucifix or a cross and usually beads or knotted rope. And so on that rosary, you begin at the cross, you begin at the cross, and you begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We begin prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because we are reminding ourselves that God is triune, that God is three in one, and this is who we speak to when we pray. And then there is one bead um, in which you would begin by praying the Apostles' Creed and our Father. We'll break those down in a little bit. And as you continue the rosary, you pray. uh, You begin with the Our Father, and then you pray three Hail Marys. And these are traditionally offered for an increase in faith, hope, and charity, which are the theological virtues. And then you get into the actual decades. So I'm probably using a lot of language that maybe you're unfamiliar with, and that's okay. The part of the rosary, the beads or the knots, make up different decades. And it's called a decade because there's ten beads or ten knots for each decade. Deca meaning ten. And each decade, you're going to meditate on a different mystery. We'll talk more about that the next time, the next talk, about the content, the mysteries of the rosary. But right now, we're just talking about the structure. So the rosary has five decades. And each decade begins with an Our Father, is followed by ten Hail Marys, and concludes with a Glory Be. You pray through the five decades of the rosary, and then as you get to the conclusion, you conclude with the Hail Holy Queen. So now let's kind of talk through what each of these prayers actually are. So the Apostles' Creed is at the beginning of the Rosary. And the Creed is basically a short summary of the core of the faith. What do we believe? And it goes like this. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, He descended into hell, on the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So when we begin the rosary, we begin with the Apostles' Creed by proclaiming what our faith is. And then, as we begin each decade, begins with an Our Father, or the Lord's Prayer, which we talked a little bit about in the last talk. Um, and the Lord's Prayer comes to us from the Gospels, from Christ himself, who, when the disciples ask him, Lord, how do we pray? He says, pray like this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and so on. After the Our Father, there are ten Hail Marys. And this might be the prayer that you're at least familiar with, especially if you're not Catholic. So the Hail Mary goes like this. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So as you listen to that, it might sound somewhat familiar, and if it does, that's good, because the Hail Mary is made up of two passages of Scripture and a petition. So the first passage of Scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, Luke one, twenty six through twenty eight. And this is when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her that she's going to have a child and that child is going to be Christ, the Son of God. And the angel comes to Mary and says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And we just kind of insert into that prayer her name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And the second part of that prayer, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, comes from the Gospel of Luke as well, from Luke 1, 41 through 42. And what happens after Mary uh, receives this message from the angel Gabriel, she goes to her cousin Elizabeth, who's also pregnant, who's pregnant with John the Baptist, the cousin of Christ. And when she goes to greet Elizabeth, Elizabeth says to her, Blessed art thou, among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And the church takes a portion of that scripture, the words of Elizabeth, and uses them in the Hail Mary. So when we put those two things together, we have Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. So those two parts are from from the Gospel of Luke. And then the final part of the the Hail Mary, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, is simply a petition asking Mary to pray for us. So we have the Our Father, followed by ten Hail Marys. And then we close each decade with a Glory Bee. And the Glory Bee goes like this. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So in the Glory be, we have this beautiful reminder of the mystery of the Trinity, that God is triune, three in one. Um, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. So we are reminded that the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, the Father is God, that these... Um, Three persons are one God. We're reminded of that mystery of the Trinity. Father Kerper, who's a priest in the Diocese of Manchester, wrote a little bit about the the Glory Bee, and he says this. When we pray the Gloria Patri, he's calling it the Gloria Patri, which um, is just the Latin name for the Glory Bee, we actually call upon ourselves and others to give glory to God. But how can we give to God that which he already possesses? by deliberately turning our gaze toward his glory. This requires us to turn away from ourselves and the created world, thereby gazing momentarily on the glory of God, who is our origin and destiny. By doing this, we see the fullness of reality. Otherwise, we lose our awareness of God and see only a tiny piece of reality devoid of God. Because the church recognizes the human tendency to avoid giving glory to God, she encourages the frequent repetition of the Gloria Patri, or the Glory Be, as a constant reminder to turn outward and upward toward God. So the Glory Be is simply a reminder of the mystery of the Trinity and a reminder to ourselves to give glory to God, that to God alone belongs glory. So those are the basic prayers of the rosary. Um, And then again, there's a pattern that you pray them in. And so I'll link down in the description uh, a little typed out sheet that has the prayers of the rosary that you can look at um, or follow along with when you decide to pray the rosary on your own or in a group. And then um, finally just the thing I really want to highlight is that these prayers are based in scripture. Um, These are the words of the scripture that we repeat back to the Lord in our prayer.